Hey everybody, welcome to the Rescue Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Rodriguez. Really excited uh, that you decided to listen or watch whatever platform you're on. And um, I'm really looking forward to this month's conversation. Um, Every month we'll have a different type of a theme. Uh, This particular month is overcoming. We're going to talk about all things overcoming. Um, It'll either be me or myself and a guest. And so really thank you so much for joining. And um, hey, if you know somebody that needs some support, some encouragement, some assistance in overcoming, please send this their way. Um, you know, DM them, whatever it may be, comment their name under the post that you see, uh, whatever it is. But we want to make sure that we are helping people overcome not just adults, but students as well, and specifically adults who are working with students. And so, period, if you know you're struggling in any way, shape, or form, we want you to overcome. And so, please share this with somebody. Uh, like, subscribe. If you enjoy this, please rate us, comment. We will reply back to all of it. Uh, We're thankful for the support and really looking forward uh, to the conversation we're going to have all month long. All right. So every week we will have a current event conversation. Uh, Today's current event conversation is actually anti-bullying week in the school district and um, anti-bullying month specifically here in California in the schools. And so um, our conversation today is going to be based around anti-bullying, specifically our current event. Such a a sad story that just happened recently um, near our city in San Bernardino. I mean, Marina Valley, uh, I think last week is when I read the article, there was a student who got jumped by two different uh, boys. And um, the student got jumped later on at the hospital, ended up passing away. Um, really tragic event that happened to a situation that happens far too often. I cannot tell you how many videos are on the internet of fighting, uh, how many of those type of videos go viral. Um, And it's really unfortunate um, to see that popularity is literally killing people today. And here's what I mean by that. I mean, fighting is the cool thing to do if you decide to turn down a fight to not uh, back down or to back down from a fight, you're then considered weak, a punk, uh, you're not strong, and you literally have to deal with the shame of that for the rest of your life. And I get it, because when I was a student, that was really a thing that I struggled with. Um, It wasn't so much that I just wanted to fight, though I did enjoy the adrenaline rush that came. It was more so the fact that if I backed down from a fight, what would people say about me from that point forward? So in this situation, you got these two kids that jumped this kid in middle school. And the kid that, that got jumped ended up passing away later on at the hospital. And so two thoughts come to my mind. Number one, the, the kid that passed away, I'm, I'm so heartbroken for his family. Uh, literally, school is supposed to be a safe place. Like, you're supposed to be safe. And we understand in, in this day and age, it's not always the case, but literally supposed to be. And he ended up not being safe. I love his parents' response. They want to make sure that out of his life, other kids could live. And so what they ended up doing was uh, donating uh, some of his body parts to make sure that other people could live. I think that's so uh, such a tremendous and brave thing for them to do where they didn't let anger... Um, 
kill them. It didn't let anger take over them. Not to say they weren't mad, but they were still able to see the light in this. And how can they be beneficial to so many other people? Um, the other thought I, I have is, and this is the sad part, is you have two teenage boys who are now in at least juvenile detention center until they get 18 and then depending on their sentencing will then probably go to an adult prison uh, where they will have to spend whatever time that they are sentenced behind bars. And um, I've seen way too often institutionalism is a real thing. You can literally become institutionalized from spending so long behind bars. I know people personally that when they were teenagers made some dumb decisions, not decisions that you couldn't re re rebound from or come back from, uh, just dumb decisions. And in those dumb decisions, what ended up happening was they became institutionalized. Think about this. These kids from junior high up until, what, 21, 25, 30, maybe life, however long they get, will have to spend that amount of time behind Bars defending themselves, acting like a prisoner, thinking like a prisoner, and then if and when they get the opportunity to see the light of day again, their mindset is now like a prisoner. They just lost their future at the cost of being popular. When I watched the video, um, that was posted, there was so many people around there cheering on, watching the fight, recording the fight. That's why there was a video about it, right? At the sake of being popular, trying to get on World Star or whatever, these kids lost their future. And my hope is that we would be ones that would teach this generation to value their future over popularity. I would rather consider the potential of where I'm supposed to go as opposed to eh, settling for just being a popular kid in middle school who won a fight. They may have won the fight, but they lost big time in this. And it's just, it breaks my heart. And so uh, that's my current event for the day. Um, each week we'll do a word of the week. And here is your word for the week. The word for the week this week is no cap, no cap. Now, if a student was to use this, They'd be like, they would say something along the lines of, let's say it's an athlete, they do good in the game that they're playing in, so they do, you know, score a bunch of points or they make a big play, and they'd be like, bro, like, I literally hit 30 points on them dudes, no cap. Like, like I hit 30 on them. And no cap is a way to say no lie or I'm telling the truth or believe me, and um, and we do these because I want you to not just know what they're saying or what it means. Um, I want you to know how to engage them in these conversations. Uh, maybe even how do you adjust certain titles of your messages or things along those lines. And so my hope is that you get some encouragement or inspiration out of these things. So if I was to preach a message uh, called No Cap, right? If I was, and literally I, I probably will end up doing this um, soon, probably one of my messages will be called, entitled No Cap. Here would be off the top of my head, the scripture that I would use. Uh, it would be when Jesus comes back from the grave, uh, he resurrects and the Bible tells us he walks the earth for 40 days and he appears to 
Doubting Thomas, Doubting Thomas. And as he appears to Doubting Thomas, he literally says, hey, touch the wounds in my hands or his wrists. We know scientifically it was his wrists. And um, so the wound, it had to be both open still because he said touch it, right? And, but it also still had to be healed enough because you don't touch an open wound that's not healed. So he was like, touch it. Oh, and then he says, put your hand in my side, not on my side. Put your hand in my side. So he has another wound that Thomas puts his hand in. So again, it had to be wounded enough to be there still and healed enough for somebody else to touch it because you don't touch an unhealed wound without getting some type of contamination. And so um, so I would, I would literally say, that, that as Jesus resurrected, as he appeared to Thomas, who did not believe that he really resurrected, Jesus came back and said, I'm going to prove this to you, that I'm really alive once again, and I'm not going to be just in my glorified body. This is no cap. Touch my hand. Touch my side. I'm real. And um, that would just be a little bit of something that I would use uh, in light of um, no cap. So how you can use that, you can use it in a bunch of ways. But I would just challenge you that sometime this week, especially if you work with students, find a way to integrate no cap in your conversation, in a message prep, in an idea. Use the word in a sentence, uh, something, and watch the student's response, even if you're not a cool uh, a cool hip pastor guy. Don't worry about that. Use no cap and watch how they respond to you. Uh, you'll be surprised at the results you get if you learn to speak the language of this generation. All right. Main segment today, we are going to talk specifically about overcoming obstacles today. Um, in life, there are so many things that are happening on a consistent basis that are literally out of our control. If you've ever had um, any type of situation come up against you, um, it could be, man, overcoming uh, financial issues. It could be overcoming, um, I don't know, a, a current event or a change of status. It could be overcoming a firing of a job. It could be overcoming um, a breakup. It could be any type of obstacle that you feel like stands in your way. Uh, and keeps you from getting to the place or living the life that you feel like God is calling you to live, um, I, would, I would say that overcoming and knowing how to overcome is one of the most important things to your future. In fact, I think we get hung up, caught up, um, and stuck a lot of times on obstacles that were only in the way to help us get stronger, better, help us to maneuver better. Uh, but because it's an obstacle, we tend to shy away from it because we don't like opposition. Listen, opposition is not always the enemy. Sometimes opposition can be your friend when you learn how to overcome properly. So I got three thoughts on how to overcome whatever obstacle you are facing currently, right now, Here's number one. First thought is this. You got to know your why. Now, we hear this a lot um, in messages. You hear it a lot in motivational talks. You hear it a lot in uh, social media. Know your why. Know your why. I know people that quote know your why that don't know their why. And uh, the reason knowing your why is so important is because when you know why you exist, 
It gives you motivation to overcome everything on the other side of whatever obstacle could be standing in your way. So here's what happened for me, okay? A little bit of my personal story. In college, I was not a good college student. I flunked a lot of classes and I shouldn't have. My junior year, I had the opportunity to quit because financial aid looked like it wasn't gonna come through for me and I could not afford to finish college. And so I thought for sure, man, I'm about to throw the towel in. But I remembered my why. And here's what happened. I ended up, um, I had this thought. I said, you know what? I could quit today and I could go and literally work a job. I could go start a business. I could go, I could go figure life out today. And, and that would be perfectly fine to me. Like I could go live a good life. And I know, you know, you make a little bit more money with a college degree, uh, but I know I'm a hustler. So I could go figure life out without any of that and just quit because it was hard. Or I could finish. Here was my motivation for finishing. I felt like there was literally, if I had a backpack on right now, I felt like there was a generation riding Jose's back to graduate college. And here's why. There's no way I could tell somebody else to graduate college if I was not a college graduate. My why was that I felt the pressure of a generation that needed me in my future. This generation needed the mandate that God put on my life. Now, I'm not saying that in an arrogant way that they need me. I understand they need Jesus, not me, but they need the God in me. The Bible I read says Christ in me is the hope of glory. And so I just want to say that when you know your real reason why, in fact, we we do an assignment with our students that we work with in our success clubs on school campuses. And one of the things that we ask them is we do a, a week where we talk about not giving up. And, you know, that's a cliche. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't quit. But in that week, we literally ask them to identify a reason to not give up. Here's a basic life coaching principle. If somebody is not motivated to do something for themselves, find out who they love the most because that will motivate them. Literally, give a reason. Uh, we got a we got a paper in, uh, man. This this uh, this past one that we did, and um, such a such a tragic story. A young lady uh, been through um, uh, some abuse, some uh, sexual abuse. Um, got pregnant. Was with the guy. It seemed like in her writing, this is what she said. Was with the guy. He ended up accidentally hitting her in the stomach. Lost the baby, and she was going through so much trauma and pain. In her writing, she said, the question was, why do I not give up? And she literally said, my mom was there every second of the way. She showed me she's loved me when I went to counseling. She showed me love me when she fed me. She has shown me that she loves me. Her mom was her why she could not give up. I encountered a, a person at another school the other day, literally the other day, and uh, she said, man, I, I was in your program last year at a different school, continuation school, and she said, I am here now because of that program, and here was their thing. She said, I realized why I couldn't give up. 
there were so many people that were believing in me and needed me to succeed. And it's what drove me to overcome her obstacles on that campus to actually go back to her homeschool where she's ready to graduate this year. And uh, super exciting stuff is happening, but she had to remember her why. In the middle of obstacles, the best thing you can do is to remember your why. Here's the second part. Most people in their natural sense are somewhat afraid of pain. Pain hurts. It doesn't feel good. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a cute thing. When you go through things in life that hurt you, uh, most people are, can tend to be uh, um, traumatized because of that. And so they stay away from pain. Uh, there was a season where I was, I was going through a lot of pain. And you know what I realized? The best thing I could do to heal myself from that pain is to press into the pain. And here's why. Listen, the pain you press into won't kill you. It's the pain you run from that'll kill you. What happens is we spend our entire life running from pain. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to experience it. We don't want, um, you know, the pressure of it. Yet it's unavoidable. We're going to feel it as long as we run from it. So the greatest thing that you could do is literally press into the pain. The pain you press into will not kill you. I guarantee it. Watch. Now, you might need some help pressing into the pain. That's why I believe in therapy. You might need some help. Uh, that's why I believe in community. You might need help doing it, but it's not hard or it's not bad to press into the pain. When you press into the pain, it will not kill you. And I believe that's what gives you victory and triumph over every painful moment in your life. Press into the pain. Here's a third thing on how to overcome obstacles in your life. The first one is remember your why. Find a why, maybe. The second one is press into the pain. And the third one is find community. Now, you notice I did not say find friends. I didn't say find brothers and sisters. I didn't say find a bay. I didn't say find a husband or a wife. I said find community. Because no matter what season you're in in your life, you need community to overcome obstacles. And here's all that looks like. Come, common, commonality, like together and unity. Come together. When you are unified, communication, when you are unified with each other, you might be having the worst day of your entire life, but you find community that you can be vulnerable with and you're in it together they might have the answer you need to keep going. When you have the right community, life cannot kill you because you got people you're doing life with. Most people who tend to struggle a lot more than not struggle or suffer. My mentor says it like this, you suffer in isolation, you heal in community. Some of these obstacles you're facing right now could be fixed, solved, helped if you would just find the right community. That could be a local church. It could be some brothers or sisters, some friends, but it's people you can be vulnerable with, you can be yourself with. You're not just telling them the good parts of you. You're telling them the hard parts of you, where you struggle at, what life is looking like for you. Find community. All right. 
Here's the last segment. It's the takeover segment of the day. It's one thought that I have or my guest has uh, just to encourage you in your current life right where you are. Uh, And here's my thought. This morning I spent some time in prayer. And as I spent some time in prayer, one of the greatest things that came out of there was to um, aggressively pursue what God has for me this week. And here's the reality. God has plans and a purpose for you, no doubt about it. Today, you can make a choice to aggressively go after everything God has for you. You might not achieve things by being passive in life um, on a regular basis. You achieve things by having some grit to you, to grinding, to going after your work ethic. But think about this. We usually think of being successful, right, in like the our work, our grind. He's talking entrepreneurship. I'm going to do this, this, and that. Well, look, you can be successful that way. But what if you had that same mentality to do to go after what God had for you? Nothing could stop you. You could overcome obstacles by the basic fact that I'm going to aggressively go after whatever it is that God has for me right now. I know he has something for you and I know you should be aggressively pursuing all that God has for you. Thank you guys for joining me today on the Rescue Generation podcast. Um, I hope you got something out of this, whether you watched it, listened. Uh, please share, tag a friend, um, subscribe, like, comment. We want your feedback. We appreciate you listening. And uh, we know we're only going to grow from here. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, together we can, we will, and we are rescuing this generation.